to see for yourselves one of the most amazing events. When is this great experiment for me? Impervious to heat, impossible to move. Is it human or inhuman? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It's time for the Beaky Drummy Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello, and welcome to this week's Geeky Drum Show. Joining me today, Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Hello, Ryan. Mr. Lee Price. Hello. Mr. Guy Halford. Sex. And special guest, Mr. Sam Edwards. Welcome back. Hello, thank you. It's been a long while since you've had you on the show. It has, yes. So what have you been up to this week? Uh, not a huge amount. Um, I've... Glad to have him back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, work's been quite busy, so three times mostly been spent sat in front of the telly. Um, Photocopying. Yep, that sort of thing. <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, there was the Walking Dead finale this week. Um, stop the sh- stop the show! <laughs> so There's still... a Walking Dead fan in the house. Still one. Uh, yes. Yeah, Two. Yes. I also watch The Walking Dead. No, 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 you are The Walking Dead. <laughs> Careful now. It's like there's only a few walkers remaining, and then they're the people who still watch this. Has Andrew Lincoln died yet? Uh, well, no, but he's gone. It was weird. Um, that that bit was weird. But besides, did that, he just like slowly step backwards from the shot? <laughs> not return. He, he sort of. Uh, so it was very much forecast that in like all the publicity that it was going to be his last episode. Uh, everyone was expecting him to die. There was a big explosion. Spoilers, by the way, uh, in, in case anyone else is still watching it but hasn't watched this bit yet. Um, yeah, there, there was an explosion. It looked like he'd died. Everyone assumed he'd died. And then it turned out he'd washed up on a riverbank a bit further down the river. Uh, one very minor character saw him somehow radioed a helicopter from somewhere that we don't know where and they <laughs> flew off and we haven't seen him again since <laughs> so arguably you could say he's moved on from this life <laughs> you could apparently there's going to be a spin-off oh, film for God's um, sake. showing what happened to him a, spi- a spin-off starring the ca- main character of a TV show yes, yes. right. it's like Frasier all over again but after he left this season has actually been really, really good. Um, there's some really good new villains. <laughs> Keith um, looks unconvinced. No, I would. I, no, I would. I would totally agree. I mean, I'd say this season has been exceptionally good. Yeah. In comparison to recent seasons. What season yes. are we on now? Nineteen. Nine. Nine yeah. Teach. <laughs> Just because it hasn't got dragons and boobs in it, you know, it's perfectly good television. Oh, uh, it's I got. It's got zombies that should have actually all died a long time ago. And they did, that's why they're zombies. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't like having you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the villains this season have been brilliant. Yeah. Um, they're really, really creepy. It's basically a sort of uh, almost kind of nomadic group called the Whisperers who. Uh, kind of flay the skin of zombies so that they can wear zombie masks and kind of mingle with the zombies without 
being attacked by them. Well, I look forward to seeing those at MCM Comic Con next time. <laughs> that is yeah. disgusting. I feel like that's, that's the fastest way to become a zombie. Well, surely. They, they do it very well, and they can kind of uh, herd, like, they kind of shepherd the herds of zombies because other, in, if they want them to sort of shuffle off in a particular direction, the zombies will just kind of follow the crowd. So. Do they, they, do they film it and show it on daytime TV? A man and his zombie. <laughs> <laughs> they should. That, I'm sure that's another spin-off come on, come sooner on. or later. Can't, can't they get infected though? So say if you've cut like a, a zombie's face off and then you stick it on your face. Like what if like a bit of flob from the zombie's lips like gets onto your lips? There's a whole process. They hang them up in trees. They, and they stuff watch instructional videos on ZTube on like how to properly care for your zombies. Like just with a hairdryer, just blowing it all out and stuff like that, mm-hmm. covering it in antibac. Like what? <laughs> Make sure you've got a couple of ladies sanitary towels for under the armpits <laughs> it's always useful I think it's time to move away from the <laughs> okay yes any other good TV recommendations um it you may well have spoken about it before but I uh, slightly late to the party finished Russian Doll on Netflix um, we actually no, haven't spoken about that. Um, I've heard it's been very popular I've thoroughly enjoyed it yeah and it, it got better as it went along I think as well because I've heard it's very similar to that terrible Joss Whedon series from many years ago, where it's basically Doll's House. Okay, it's I never got around to watching Doll's House. Mm, right. I don't know, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. It's, it's, this, yeah, it's not the same premise. It's more like a, yeah, kind of Groundhog Day type thing. Mm. I'm only three episodes in, but it's very good. It's, it's, I watched it all. It's a very enjoyable experience. And Natasha Lyonne seems to be on a comeback at the moment. Where's she yeah. been? Well, she hasn't really been doing much, has she? You know, she, Russia, had, she had she had she had, <laughs> she had she had some troubles, you know. Uh, I, I don't fo- I don't boys. follow the celebrities. Well, she did like styles. she did like American Pie and stuff, and then she had a you know widely reported in the press a few troubles and, and dropped off the radar a bit. But then Orange is the New Black brought her back in fashion, and now people love her again. And well, not they not loved her, but you know she's on a bit of a comeback. So she could be the new Iron Man. Maybe she, it's a <laughs> Leonisance. <laughs> Keith what have you been up to this week uh, I think it seems to be a thing that everybody all we do is just watch TV uh, so I've, I've been catching up on Love Death and Robots I thought he was going to say Love Island <laughs> no I don't watch any reality TV I'm also convinced that Channel 4 in the run up to a certain date made a bunch of TV shows for post that date and they're committed to putting them on because I'm watching like advertisements for these Channel Four shows. I'm going, oh my god, this is terrible, and I'm just convinced that it was like we've we've got to put them out. We, I knew, you know, we've got we had this situation where it was like the best of a thing, and it's like I can't, I can't. But you see a terrible TV ad, and you go, oh, this got to be Channel the Four. Amazingly show. geeky show last night, Grand Designs of the Street. Yeah, I like saw the, that the advertised. Grand Designs. It, I think this is basically post the day. This yeah. is how to build shelter just in case. I, I saw that and, and wondered why a bunch of my friends and ourselves hadn't got like a bunch of bricks and walled them in while they were doing this <laughs> to prevent them from interacting with anybody else again. I pointed out the other day with reality TV that I feel we've hit a new low with... Um, what's it, what was the thing I sent you in the group? Oh, that was it. Father to son. And was it... Oh, ki- kidney kidney transplant life yeah, yeah. like wow <laughs> like that is a new low in television yeah that's true but I, I've also been uh, watching New Amsterdam on Amazon Prime which yes. I've kind of pitched as a kind of um, 
a replacement for ER, but it's not quite as intense as ER. No, but it's got, certainly not as soapy as things like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, it's got the, which I'm led to believe is yeah. soapy. I've never watched. Oh god, it is so soapy. If it watches it, it's kind of like <laughs> I, I find anything to do when that is on. But I did find myself when Ryan Eggold collapsed on a uh, a jetty. Him from the blacklist. From the blacklist. Yeah. I was kind of going. I quite like his look, actually. You know, I think I was thinking I'm, I'm going to have to pop out and buy a few kind of new clothes. Well, no, shall we? You were no. looking good, to be honest with you today. I have to say, I, I bought these clothes before that happened. I have, <laughs> yeah. I have got another. I mean, no spoilers for the show. It is actually really worth a watch. It's a procedural medical drama, but it's done quite well, and it's had quite a lot of money thrown at it. I think it's basically like this new medical director parachutes in to save this. Yeah, sorry, parachutes here, literally. Yes, literally. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's It's a phrasing guy. It's based. It's based on a on a on a book that talks about this. It's like it's private uh, public medical care in America. It's 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 pretty good if you're a fan of something like ER. It's definitely worth watching. Mm -hmm. It does have that very ER vibe to it. Lee, what have you been up to? I um, decided earlier this week that I was going to annoy people on Twitter. Um, I'm on board for this. Yeah. So, I mean, you learn from the master. <laughs> oh, so, um, so, best, 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 best film podcast in <laughs> So, no I, I saw like hashtag Joker earlier this week because of the um, the posters coming out. Yeah. And for a brief second, because I'm eagerly awaiting the new Smash Brothers DLC, which is Joker from Persona Five, I briefly thought it was news about that. Then obviously realised, oh no, it's um, the Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. That's fine. And then he has the most complicated first name to say. <laughs> I don't know why we just don't go back to calling Leaf <laughs> because you know. Mm. But yes, um, I decided. You know what? Since there's that confusion, what if I make a terrible joke about? Oh, who cares about this this Joaquin Phoenix Joker when Persona 5's Joker is the only one that matters? Just to see how many nerds I could enrage. And then Twitter put it in a moment. <laughs> so for like a whole day, I just had like, well, I had a few angry tweets, but then I also had a lot of people just kind of liking what I was doing and kind of like, I see the trolling that you're doing here and I'm enjoying this. <laughs> there, was a, there was quite a lot of good April Fool's jokes online. Um, some some film show in Birmingham have said that they're, uh, they're getting signed to the BBC, but no, they were talking about crap and I called them out on it. <laughs> There's been no good April Fool's jokes this year. I, I thought the only one that I thought was good to a point was the Nintendo uh, oh, one that ran with the kind of like, we're putting all the Zelda games on Switch. Mm-hmm. I think if they'd have stopped at that point, they would have then it would have been really good. But then they kind of went on to go, it's oh, it's going to have everything. They've not been good for years, so everybody knows but, it's going to be fake. Yeah, because the fact that they went then on to like, oh, we've got all these new games like uh, The Real Housewives of Orange County and Knuckles. And uh, Dungeons and Brazzers, I believe, was another. <laughs> I think we're also I mean, kind of savvy, though, that it's really difficult to yeah. pull the wall over anybody's eyes. Yeah. Dungeons and Brazzers. My first thing, my favourite tweet was April Fool's the only day where anybody thinks critically on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I think, so my favourite April Fool's thing, though, I think, was um, another gaming thing. So the game For Honor, which is like yes. a very like. Oh, I've heard about this. Very serious game where you fight, you've got samurais and knights fighting each other and everything. But for April Fool's Day, all of like the, the CPU soldiers got replaced by rabbits from the Rayman series. <laughs> yeah. So you just had all these rabbits running around instead of like normal soldiers. And it, they clashed against the game, but that was the whole point. 
I should have played it on. I didn't know that <laughs> happened. I should have played I think that. Quite a lot of people got a lot of fury out that day killing yeah. rabbits because they are almost as bad as minions. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Minions is still the most ultimate annoying character that anybody. Ever yeah. The only time I've ever liked rabbits was in that Mario and Rabbids game. Yeah. Because that was a genuinely good game, but it otherwise didn't salvage them at all. Guy, what have you been up to this week? Let's play a game. What did Guy spend £130 on this morning? Porn. Nope. Shocking. Porn soundtracks. Nope. Uh, my name as a tattoo on your hand. <laughs> There's a legitimate reason why your name is written on my hand here today. It actually says Keith Card, because it was to remind me to give your lovely daughter a card as a thank you for the hamster donation that she gave to me. Wow. So that is donation. <laughs> so that is why your name is written on my hand today. Okay, that's legit. I'll, I'll let that go. There's not £100 um, on the card. <laughs> I, what did you spend hundred and How much again? £130. It's going to have to be a record of some description, isn't it? Blue would be murder. And Ray, by any chance. Nope. And it's not a record. Ooh. New record player. Nope. Some shoes. <laughs> Yeah. There would have been some kind of branded trainer of some description, so some either some kind vans. of superhero van. They're they're vans. They're vans. Iron, yeah, yeah. vans. Um I can't I have seen some vans. Are they Twin Peaks vans by any chance? No, not Twin Peaks vans. I can't remember. I've seen some superhero type ones oh, this week. Superhero. Oh the David Bowie vans. Yes. <laughs> Two pairs of limited edition David Bowie vans. Have you got four feet? Have you got four feet? I want two pairs. Why well, would you want two pairs? If I bought, like, there was like six designs. I bought two different sets. Oh, two different types. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense now. That you had Is it just Gerald's posing pouch zoomed no. in? Because <laughs> that would make a great van. It's the perfect. So, shape. so what? I've seen. I've seen the Ziggy Stardust one because mm-hmm. obviously that's quite easy to translate into a shoe. Yeah. But what have they done with? How have they done the other ones? Are like the thin white Duke, very slim ones that you can't get on. <laughs> the lad insane ones have got curly points. The lad insane ones like got a stripe on the back, so like one a trainer. As one got the lightning bolt on it. That's the one. That's the, the trainer of a light, yeah. lightning bolt. Uh, no, uh, no, um, there's Black Star, which has got like a nice cut out star. Like it's like a slip on band. That would have been better off as Converse. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a slip-on band. It's got a like a black star on the front, which kind of cut out a bit of plastic. But it's all black. Now I get why it is, but at the same time, they look like a PE shoe. So that's why I couldn't bring myself to spend that money because I'm also going to buy a pair of pair of PE pumps and stick a star on them. Uh, I bought the uh, hunky dory ones, which are yellow with a stri- slight strap across, and they've got like a flannelly, clothy, like checkered so pattern. Full on. History teacher shoe here. No, they're they're, they're like a checkered board, like yellow print shoe. Because he's wearing like a checkered shirt on the front of the funky dory. And I bought the Space Oddity ones, which are like blue and green polka dot, which are amazing. <laughs> kind of look like a clown shoe, really. But yeah, that's what I spent a great deal of money on this morning, and now I've got to pay back. <laughs> Is that selling off your Blu-ray collection again? Uh, records will be sold to cover what glamour. are you going to sell your David Bowie record <laughs> yeah to cover your David Bowie shoes yeah I will um, never listen to him again but the shoes are worth it <laughs> but my main entertainment this week has been uh, obviously we're watching the new series of The Thick of It on BBC News at the moment full on you know every day uh, John Burko 
Oh my god, what? Like, he has made the depressing... Order! Order! <laughs> Division! He's made, like, the depressing state of this country more entertaining. Like, I just love watching him on the... Um, on, on, on the Parliament Channel. <laughs> on Parliament Channel. Yeah, just, like, he's so entertaining. Like, you know he's just in it for laughs now. He's just like, you know what, I can't even be bothered with this anymore. I'm just going to milk this and have fun with it. But well, it... I love the piece of news today where the House of Commons actually had to close for a couple of days because there's a sewerage leak in there. It's kind of like, can you make it any worse yeah. than the, the sewerage that are currently sitting yeah. in there? Keith's just found the shoes. They seem furry. They are furry. That's, That's why I like them. Horrendous. They look like slippers. They do look like some terrible <laughs> slippers, don't they? Thanks, Rob. Um, they re- look very 70s slippers, actually. <laughs> the reason I've been loving Burko, though, is because I found a clip online, and uh, there's, a, there's a, an MP called Peter Bone. Oh, I know this. Uh, I know which this. is great in itself, but then someone's entered, edited him saying Mr. Peter Bone to pay Owen's fifth, so he's like, Mr. Peter Bone! Mr. Peter Bone! Yeah. Mr. Peter Bone! It's like, it's the best that, thing I've seen all week. That guy's actually done a few more, like he's done one which is, um, I can't remember the name, it's like oh. a weird, like Bambos Garolambos or yes, something like that. Yeah. And he's put it over under pressure, <laughs> because it sort of fits the bit of the, uh, the baseline. I think Mr. Better. Peter Bone, we agreed, was the best one out of the lot, mm. but um, he has done quite a few. And also there's the Fiddler on the Roof one, where it's like, in, I can't, I don't know the name of the song Fiddler on the Roof, but it's just like, like cutting the division, division <laughs> into it. It's brilliant. Like, uh, and that has been my intent. John Burko has made this country a little bit better at the moment. I, I wait for the series of John Burko on trains around the British. Oh, I totally watch that. Like, I like, feel like he needs to be shouting everything he says, though. Like, maybe him playing Ubisoft games. <laughs> the division, <laughs> boy. <laughs> it's just oh, he's, he's fantastic, John Burko. He has made a very dark week quite. He, he has, yeah. I mean, he needs, he needs to do more entertaining stuff. Ryan, what have you been doing? Distracted uh, by your wife entering the room. <laughs> Went shopping up for Nostalgia uh, Comics, or Forbidden Planet International. <gasps> okay. I picked up a very nice Batman statue. If Nostalgia Comics had a theme tune, what would it be? Like, what, what would their theme to you get to, if they said like we do, need, do nostalgic comics to the theme of cheers like if you needed to go if they Ooh. wanted you to like you went into the store and they were like we wanted to hear them to hear this theme as you walked in and you for me to, or for them just for just in general every time someone came in this theme would play when they walked in Ooh. sometimes you have to go where everybody knows you're fandom <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'd pick something out of like John Barry's kind of like 60s TV show themes like Ooh, the Space Persuaders or, oh yeah Space 1999 yeah but that hasn't got lyrics cool. so has it uh, uh, I mean the aim of me asking you this because I was I want you to sing a song but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like some kind of performing monkey <laughs> that's why you've got grand ideas now you've seen Dumbo <laughs> you're like the Danny DeVito of the group now aren't you God, I love Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes, I, but I did buy a very nice Batman statue in the Starry Comics, which is over there in the box. Uh, I would retrieve it myself, but I've also hurt my knee. Oh dear. Oh dear. It's a sign I reached the age Fips, of 35. Oh, the black and white one. Yes. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's a sign I reached the age of 35 and everything has stopped working. It is 60s Batman, by the way. Did you um, did you run out and did you jump out of bed trying to escape a spider? No, I just got out of bed. <laughs> that, that's it. It's got a out of bed. Story nowadays. But it is a very nice. Got out of bed. Totally buggered up my leg. He's quite nice, isn't he? Yes, he's very. So it's nice. a, is that a 
Have you got more than one cape? Or no, just the one cape. Oh my god, boys, nice. the hard ones you've all got. Look at this. <laughs> Jesus. I'm all right, Lee. I don't. I don't need it to get makes my me model. miss the days of the Warner Brothers shop in Merry yeah. Hell, because um, I got a very nice Batman Beyond statue from there. Yes, once massive thing. Oh, it's really nice. Shop. I love that good. shop. Do you know what? I, do you know what? Like they used to pay like a lot of the same stuff on the TV. And I went to the Disney store the other day to buy Laura a gift for her birthday, and firstly, I looked at the receipts. And on the receipt, they don't say cashier. They say uh, cast member <laughs> on the receipt. So you were served by the this cast member. That most Disney movie of all time. Dis- retail, the Disney movie. <laughs> what happened today when a small child weed itself and I had to get them? Now, now I'm just imagining a Disney version of Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> what were the 37 being referenced to? I don't know. <laughs> there would be one guy who spoke like Mickey Mouse all the way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Do you know what the worst bit about it is though? Like, I honestly, if you worked now, I think like I'd have to kill myself because they play the same loop of songs all day. And it's just so happy and positive all the time. Like, all the time, the happy, positive Disney songs. Mm. Like after a while, it would kill you. You love for Disney. Like it's nice when you hear a Disney song, but if you had to hear them day in day out, honestly, it would destroy I don't you. know. I think it would do you a world of good to no. be a Disney <laughs> cast member. I think you get brainwashed. I Listening to a twelve-hour repeat of "It's a Small World" do amazing for everybody. And go and learn about peace and love and friendship and harmony. Nope. Have you got the latest Frozen dolls, guy? <laughs> you know, basically, guy would just walk out with his coat stuffed full of Disney merchandise and pretend he hasn't. <laughs> what I ha- what I do dislike about the Disney shop is. Is I've been in a few times because I, I get some, oh, the, sometimes I get some stuff. Star Wars section. No, I do get some of the um, uh, toy box figures that they do. I the kind Blacks, of went in they recently. Do the Black Series stuff on sale for like yeah, really they do. I was hoping that with Captain Marvel they'd have a Captain Marvel um, kind of toy box figure. Couldn't but what, you fit into the uh, cosplay outfit? Well, no. This is the point. <laughs> they had some lovely uh, Captain Marvel kind of tops and jackets. I think they're for little girls. And they've done, they've done this with some of the Star Wars things as well, but they don't do them at adult sizes. And I think... There is a reason why, Keith. I've been, I've been into men's clothing stores, and men's clothing stores are depressing because they're horrible clothes, terrible colours. I think I, I would much rather dress like... Because I've seen some cool-looking seven-year-olds around. Talking of terrible clothes and Disney... The world's biggest Primark is opening in Birmingham next week, and it's got a Disney cafe inside. It's got Harry Potter world inside it as well. I know. So I'm warning you now: there will be stampedes of people is going that, into that. Is the, is the bottom floor like the cattle market area? Yes. It feels like that's what this. Talking of character-related T-shirts, the channel, we talked about reality TV earlier. Channel Four have had this show on called Married at First Sight. Now, I totally hate shows like this, but I got fascinated by this week because this week, a guy who was wearing a Yoda with DJ headphones on it, him and a woman have gotten married and she cannot stand him. And like, you could, like this guy is the lamest sap I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> He's pathetic. He was playing cards against humanity with her. Which they were playing to a couple. You can't do that. That's no, not how no, that is no. played. But he was—he didn't want to read out the crude answers, and it was like Jesus, mate. Like you're already punching above your weight with this woman anyway. If you want to salvage anything with her, at least just isn't say that, a crude word. Isn't that the worst thing you can do with somebody you just met? Is play cards against humanity? Because the whole point of that game is you mm. are very horrible in it. Mm. Yeah. You have to be as nasty as humanly possible. He I, works in a group of friends who've had a couple of beers, who know each other quite well. 
but for your first date, I wouldn't. I'd go for exploding kittens. That's usually a safer bet than cards against humanity. I just, I feel, I feel like sorry for this man really because he's got himself in this situation looking for a wife. It's like if you, if you've just married somebody that you've never met before, I wouldn't wear a Yoda t-shirt where even wearing headphones. That's a risk, man. That is, that is a risk. It's a gamble. You just go for a plain standard shirt for the first few weeks, like a Yoda wearing headphones t-shirt. Like, and also you know damn well somebody bought him that as a Christmas present for you, a Tesco Sainsbury's or Primark. I think I owned that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow you're still married. <laughs> I think the whole thing with that is it, the, the t-shirt is the least of the worries of anybody that's on that show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I have noticed, though, talking about character-branded stuff, loads of people at work are now starting to have, like, comic-branded mugs. It seems to be like people are finally allowing that comics are popular. Well, no, it's just basically because it's a good cheap gift to buy somebody. <laughs> well, it makes a change from the usual Kit Kat and cream egg mugs that fill up every office. <laughs> that everybody get... gets at Easter because it <laughs> yes. comes free with an egg. <laughs> yeah, you get your mug, which is a disappointment, and a small egg inside, which is even more of a disappointment. Uh, if we can just cycle back to the clothing, though, because this is something that, that gets me, is the quality of T-shirts... Now it's terrible. They're, they seem to be made mm. out of something that's very close to uh, cling film kind of <laughs> blood, thickness, blood sweat, skin and tears. But, I, was, I was expecting lace. But, it's very close. To I, lace. I like a heavyweight fabric. I'm, I'm, I like my clothes to weigh more than I do. Um, so you know, I have I have a kind of clothing <laughs> thing. By the way, it's a medieval knight. <laughs> well, this goes into if do I buy a do I buy a, a item of clothing? My 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 one of my criteria for is would this survive if I was thrown out of a moving vehicle so you know <laughs> obviously that situation occurring well you never know you never know but if it did I, I would like it's the fabric to you know, have some kind of protective nature like, so it's he's like one day kicked off so much at the bus driver he just shucks him out on the back of his you know, t but I wouldn't want to be thrown out of a Get moving out. car and my you know my jeans would end up with holes in and stuff thrown out of a car and your first concern is Excellent. I did choose the right t-shirt. <laughs> yes. It survived perfectly. This is survived. It just feels like you're selecting it for armour purposes and nothing else. Like... I just have an image of Keith leaving the house in motorcycle leathers at all points now. Just like full-on leather. Now, Keith, I will say this from experience. Years ago, in my wild youth, and we used to make comedy videos, I did jump out of a moving car window for fun, going at 20 miles per hour. I jumped into a pile of grit. Stupid. Now, I can honestly say, my clothes were fine, my face wasn't, but, you know, I feel like you'd be alright. So that's what happened. (laughs) I I feel like we should, there should be some kind of comeback to that, but we're all just going, we can't argue with that. (laughs) Your face isn't right. Could I see Guy in Jackass related stunts? Yes. Yes, Yes, I could. (laughs) Yeah, I did quite a few, to be honest with you. I've, I've seen some of them, I believe. You have, yeah. Not my finest moments, really, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Talking to Jack, I stunned some rock. How did you fall out? What happened with your leg, Grandad? Oh, my knee. I woke up. I turned sideways to get out of the bed. I put my feet on the floor, and then my knee stopped bending properly. That is honestly crap. Viv, you're in the room. Did it, what noise did he make when it happened? <laughs> she was still asleep. <laughs> she knows nothing of my pain. What noise did you make? It was a painful grunt noise. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's better than a <laughs> noise. <laughs> was, was there swearing? It was muttered under the breath swearing. 
I sounded like Mutley for about ten minutes. Did you, did you, were you like tapping Viv like Viv? There's been an instant. Viv, I've had a fall. Viv, there's an accident. Viv, I need some help. And Viv's just lying there like I'm just gonna pretend to sleep. I know this has happened, but like just don't interrupt me while I'm sleeping. Like Viv could sleep through an A bomb test. <laughs> when Viv is asleep, there is nothing that will wake Viv except Viv. Why were you getting up in the night? Where were you? To go for a week as I'm now over 35 and things have stopped working. This is what happens. You hit 35 and your body just stops working randomly. When you fell on the floor, did you feel a little weak and out in panic? I didn't fall on the floor. I, I was still sat on the bed. It was just my legs were off the bed. You see, this is a problem I've, I, I, I hopefully have still avoided. But why isn't there? Because there's like obviously there's other tablets for nearly everything else. Why isn't there a tablet to stop you from wanting to go to the toilet in the middle of the night? It's really annoying. Like I do it a lot. It's, I, I just I'm... so we have a downstairs. We have our toilets downstairs at the back of the house, and we live in we live in the loft extension. So that's a long way to go if yeah, I have to go in the middle a... of the night. All right, Ebenezer screws. So it's like <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, is there is there a market for superhero branded tam- chamber pots? Would you like to pee into a pot of Iron Man head? Well, the last for your time you held it in overnight was Francis Bacon, and he died because he did it. So why didn't you? Just... I think that was a cautionary tale for everyone. Why don't you... hold it in. Just let it go. Why don't you just pee out the window or into a, like a bucket at the bottom of the bed? <laughs> like that would be easier. Why, right? why don't you purchase a commode? <laughs> Then you could be Komoot or Keith Bloomfield. Well, there you go. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that would make life easier. Yeah. If or, I did it into a chamber pot, I could then could go into the compost bin. get a bin. funnel and a very long garden hose. Yeah. Into the compost bin. Yeah. For that nitrous yeah. boost. Yeah. It's like Fast and Furious for <laughs> compost bins. <laughs> and the nitrogen. I, I'm glad you added the, the bit at the end, because I was trying to work out how that... Fitted into Fast now, and Furious. I'm now thinking of an angly directed <laughs> Fast and Furious compost bin movie. Which way you've got Vin Diesel's head sticking out of a compost bin, going very slowly down. The street. Who can break just, down their compost quickest? <laughs> it's like, you know, that bit in Fast and Furious where yeah. Vin Diesel got a hose and a funnel and <laughs> couldn't be bothered to get out of I've bed. been eating lots of bananas, <laughs> it's going to work this week. Do you know what I've noticed? Is that when if I have to go, I go to the toilet light a lot, but obviously, you need to navigate your way there. I tend to find, like, because I'm trying to navigate in the dark, the way I walk is like I'm walking down the catwalk. So I'm kind of like doing like a fashion model walk as I'm going to the toilet. That, that's well, because you shouldn't. has a step, which is very, yeah. you, very worrying yeah. on the first and, time. Yes. You are the only person who's ever fallen down that step. I didn't but it's, fall, it's... I tripped and rescued myself. I didn't fall. I it's also. Why you should take your high heels off when you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> you also have a Christmas tree in your bath. That's not my only one. I put it back in the loft. It's back in the loft now. This was February, I think the Christmas tree was still in your bath. I mean, that's just, it's just sheer laziness, right? Help me for what I am, a slob. It's like, we started off, how has your week been? And now we're talking about Christmas trees in bathtubs. It's like, mm-hmm. what happened? And peeing into... Tubes that go to your compost bin. Yeah. Have you had a day off work as a result no. of the knee? I, I struggled in. Did you drag yourself across the floor, like you know? Well, I can still use the other leg. It's not like I'm completely disabled. It's a world of laughter. It's a world of tears. It's a world of hope and a world of fears. There's so much that we share, and it's time to be aware. It's a weird news after all. 
I don't know the I don't know the melody to it's a small world. What, what just happened? It, you put me on the spot to come up with an ident. And I thought I was trying to be clever. Just for future reference. That is not the melody for yeah. instance. Is that not the melody? I've never been to Disney World or Disneyland. Now we know it now it really sounds or like the world of Disney. We know what it sounds like now if Keith gets punched in the balls. <laughs> it's a small world after all. Oh my yeah. god. He's, he's right. snapped. He's gone. Gone. Guy, you brought this video to the group's attention. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston did something creepy. Loki himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he's promoting, like, something which I thought was, like, contraception. Or not contraception, yeah. no, constipation tablets. Yeah. It could have been contraception as well. They, he they was are, being creepy. They are multivitamins. Well, that makes it weirder. <laughs> like, he's doing some advert where he's promoting some tablets uh, in Japan. Is it Japan? It's China. China. Oops. Um, <laughs> Slight difference. <laughs> I've only been to war a few times. <laughs> I mean, that's not distinguishable from the advert, but for me... The fact that they speak Chinese at the end kind of gives it away. I turned it off at that point, to be honest with you. Loki had gone, he'd lost interest. Yeah. It he wasn't was, he, actually an MCU special secret ending, unfortunately. He no. was busy for a few weeks <laughs> at the end of that. But yeah, it's like Tom Hiddleston's just doing some creepy-ass advert where he's like, he's like making some breakfast for some so, unseen woman who you're... I guess, so I guess like it's like v- v- VR porn, in, in a way. You know, like, you're, you're what, you've got his headset on, like Tom Hiddleston's well, there making breakfast for you. I think it's like funny games, but he cooks food instead of torches there. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks in overnight whilst you're sleeping. Sleeping, watches you sleep when you're about to get ready to wake up heads downstairs and makes you breakfast with the most perfect poached egg but that that is the vibe of the whole thing it does seem like he just broke into the house it doesn't seem like he belongs in the house he's just there and then it's like oh I've made you breakfast it's like okay sure the, the impression I got from it is that he's kind of abducted someone um, and uh, is holding them in this house against okay. her will um, so when, when he sort of gives her the pills, he's like, don't forget, take, take these pills. I might not be back for a few weeks. I'm locking yeah. the door behind me. <laughs> I made you this big breakfast to last the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. That's really weird when he's like, I'll be gone for a few weeks, but I'll make it up to you. Where the hell are you going for a few weeks? <laughs> like, I know he just the... finished what he was doing before. Yeah. Yeah. He got off early. Where are you off to? Yeah, the, whole, the whole thing makes no sense. He g- explains to you that he got off early and he's come home to make you breakfast. So what? What? What is he? Is he, mean, your, is he like Amazon packer or something in a warehouse somewhere? He's a it's an overnight manager, shift, so to speak. You know. And then he's given somebody multivitamins, to which he's just served them a massive plate of fruit and veg. Yeah. Full of vitamins. <laughs> I don't understand and it. Who puts blueberries with eggs and then, blackberries? Put, and then puts pepper on them? Makes a <laughs> makes a point of saying pepper on top. It's like what? where else do you put pepper? He asks about it after he's done it. <laughs> <laughs> pepper on top. Is that okay? Like, no, I like it on the plate first. It's great if she did turn around and say no. Do it again. <laughs> do you know what's like weird as well? Just like, flips the plate. <laughs> like, if the, if it, okay, if we're led to believe this is a relationship these two people are having, like, I'm sorry, but I w- I've only just got back. I, ca- I came, I came in early, then I'm heading off again. Honestly, like, it's like I don't, I know I don't see Laura much in the evening, but like he saw her for like 
30 seconds and then he's <laughs> off for a few weeks. I mean, yeah. Jesus. It is like a creepy Snapchat, though, because it is filmed vertically as well. So it's like, this is just really weird. This is something. The, only, the only thing you realise that there's another person in the room, because I thought it was Garfield without Garfield at one point. Now that he's just talking to himself in some weird fever dream. But then you see the hands appear. Oh, stroke, that's weird. Stroke yeah. his nipples and then <laughs> never return. But that makes no sense, because where are they holding the phone yeah. to record yeah. it? If both hands appear. I think he's got one of those rigs up. It's one of those body cams that they have in the police in America. It's on a segway. It's just going back and forth. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's uh, so the the abducted woman has been found by the police and yeah. is filming secretly filming evidence. Yes. <laughs> do, do you know what though? That aside, God, he looks stylish looking at that. In his apron, looks great. Like I am loving the many parodies that are going on mm-hmm. around like, online at the moment. I mean, the Phil Wang one, which we watched before the show, is, is a particularly well done one. Mm. So if you haven't watched that, go and watch it. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Be Hid- mischievous! Tom, Hid- Tom Hiddleston's Stockholm Syndrome for multivitamins. <laughs> Did it make you want to buy the multivitamins? No! Because no. now they look like they're laced with things. <laughs> it made me want to go and change my locks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's an advert for ring doorbells <laughs> and they just surreptitiously the centre of it. It's just for the security systems. On the subject of adverts, I just want to quickly point this out. What the hell happened? They've changed the postcode lottery advert. No one's knocking at the door. No one's ringing the bell anymore. What's going on? What's going on? They're all stood in the studio. That is not the postcode lottery to me. Like, what's happened? I'm genuinely gutted. Where are these people from Celebrity Love Island going to survive now? Exactly. <laughs> I am genuinely gutted. Like, I miss them, like... They're like, putting jobbing Z-list actors out of work. Exactly. <laughs> I miss, I miss like, them pulling up and just pulling a crowd of random, mostly toothless people to get a <laughs> And I can talk. I'm missing a tooth. Mostly toothless people stood in the you, background. You going, just wanted to be on the advert one day. Someone's <laughs> knocking at the door! Someone's ringing the bell, it's not the police this time! I think that's probably why they stopped it, due to the connotations that some of their winners aren't photogenic, to be fair. Silence? Nobody's touching that one. But one thing I was going to wrap this up with, which celebrity would you want to break into your house and make you breakfast? If you had any celebrity choice. Keith. Uh, oh, well, we all know Keith. No, anyway. you've, you've gone the wrong way, though, because I'd, I'd want Cause Winona Ryder Ke- to break into my house and give me breakfast. No, because you'd break into Keanu Reeves' house. I've, I've tried. It's, it won't work. <laughs> He's got dogs. It's not good. Lee? I don't know. To be honest, I would rather not have anyone break into my house. <laughs> Lee, but... Lee would like that uh, large, furry Sonic that's been doing the rounds <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I made you breakfast. I, w- I would leave my house. <laughs> I would burn my house down. How about Pikachu from the Detective Pikachu? Yeah. A wise cracking Ryan Reynolds fl- fluffy toy. <laughs> and that would be guys, wouldn't it? <laughs> what would you, who would yours be then, guys? Does it have to be someone famous? Looking at you, oh, Keith. Um, I would certainly not break into your house to feed you breakfast. That pretty much is guaranteed. Keith, I'd be poking you with a Christmas tree to get out. I would there. literally make you do Here Comes the Aeroplane as well. <laughs> if you were sat in a high chair, yes. <laughs> Anything for you. It puts a lotion on the skin. <laughs> uh, no, I think Steve McFadden, to be honest with you. Hey, 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 made you breakfast, hey! 
<laughs> but you know it would be a very sloppily made sausage and egg sandwich. <laughs> I, went, I went down Beale's Cafe, got you some breakfast. <laughs> Just slams the plate on the front of you. <laughs> Sam? Uh, i got to go with Nigella Lawson, I think. Sleeve like snack. <laughs> I was thinking a celebrity chef would make a very nice breakfast. And why not Gary? Why not Gary Rhodes? Why not? Why, why not? Why not? Why not Ainsley Harriet. I'll do a bit of singing for you. Uh, Spicy. Ainsley Harriet would be a close second. I mean, let's face it. You laid out your cards on the table here. We know what you're cooking. What, what if it was Gordon Ramsay and he just yells at you first thing in the morning? Get out of bed! I got it early. <laughs> Yeah, this, uh, this house is a bloody nightmare. <laughs> I think the worst celebrity food person would be Greg Wallace. Because he blatantly can't cook. He's just put on there because John Turow doesn't like desserts on MasterChef. That is why his entire existence on TV is. You see, I can't see those two because I used to watch Horrible Histories and a couple of the guys used to do a parody of MasterChef and the two that do it on Horrible Histories are just far better than the actual <laughs> real people and I can't see anybody but them. Don't get me started on Tarot. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Bear in mind your wife's I like... Lo- I, love the fact, I love the fact he thought of this feature, yet he can't think of one himself. Well, I need somebody who can cook well, but is quite a fun character to have. It sounds like Alfred, sounds like, Alfred the Butler from Batman. It sounds like Ryan was like, write the letter in Mary Poppins then. Someone who must be gentle, someone who's be sweet and kind. I would have Alfred the Butler from Batman, because I think he'd be the best person to wake up and make you breakfast. Master Ryan, it's time for breakfast. What about, what about the butler from Tomb Raider? <laughs> Chris Barry. <laughs> no, from the game, you want to lock him in the freezer. Yeah, as long as the, the option to lock him in the freezer is still open. <laughs> Are we still talking about Chris Barry? <laughs> Either way. Really. Because you just opened up, it'll be some Red Dwarf references and you close the fridge again. <laughs> you open the freezer, he just does the salute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we have got enough mileage out of this 30 second nothing. <laughs> yeah, cheers, Tom. <laughs> yes, enjoy your MCU special. <laughs> Imagine if that was like the. They just put that in the front of an Endgame if it came out on April the 1st. <laughs> That's just the only advert. They no, have that as the one scene at the end of the credits. Yeah. So like everyone waits for the whole thing, waiting for something massive, and it's just purple that. hands instead of. Yeah. When, when they reverse Thanos's snap and bring everybody back, they just wipe Loki's memory and just make him, make him believe that it is this bloke that breaks into people's houses and gives them breakfast. No, well, I think it's green free. hands instead of purple, is yes. what I think. Yeah. Well, I think it would be Thanos's eyes. You're just reliving the moment. He knows him. I mean, him and Thanos were quite chummy at the start. Now I want to make a parody video that features Fannis just looking at him and just going, okay. <laughs> Snap. Let's go. Yeah. Why is this not working? <laughs> breakfast, Tom. Where's my breakfast, Tom? Where'd you get that apron from, Tom? What would what be nice to do is just have, like, have the bit with the reality stone and go, and it was beautiful, and it just zooms out. Tom and Dustin <laughs> cooking in the kitchen. I'm not going to sing the final countdown. I did think about singing the final countdown, but it is the final season of Game of Thrones. Six episodes until it's all wrapped up. So we ended the last series on a curious position. I can't even remember what happened, man. Boat six. It was the whole... Has it been confirmed yet? Yeah, I think it has. Auntie and nephew getting it on situation. Yeah. It was being confirmed while they were getting it on, interestingly, as well. (laughs) I mean, fair enough, though. (laughs) Why not? 
Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've got six episodes to wrap off what has been one of the longest book series that's ever taken to be written and is still only half completed. And what feels like has been a decade worth of TV. Well, it has been a decade. <laughs> has it? Uh, it started in 2001. It's been 2011. 2011, so eight yeah. years worth of TV. Yeah, I don't think it's eight years worth of TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on what speed you're watching back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's been some highlights. There's been some lowlights. There's been more lowlights than highlights recently. So yeah. just the actor's yeah. hair getting some nice low lights <laughs> in. Well, Joffrey did disappear halfway through, so the highlights went down quite a lot. Well, definitely. Yeah. Like for me personally, as he is one of my personal heroes. <laughs> I mean, Sam, you're a massive Game of Thrones fan. What does I it do. feel like going into this final series? Um, like he's lost a limb. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one, actually, because obviously I can't wait to watch it it's been an even longer wait since the last season than it normally is well they actually had to um, wait for winter this time <laughs> yes. surprisingly uh, and uh, yeah I can't wait to well I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all ends but at the same time I don't want it to end and also if it has to end I'd quite like to read the book first well, which is quite frustrating HBO um, already confirmed there will be a prequel series pretty yes. much straight after mm. finishing this one which, to be honest, doesn't sound like it's going to be as good by any shakes. Better call Saul. Yes. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. I, Guy, Guy will know, it takes a lot for me to not like something once I've started watching it. <laughs> this is true. We have to think about Sam. We go to the cinema a lot together. This is why you're still watching The Walking Dead, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's Probably, just yeah. can't let it go. <laughs> we go to the cinema a lot together. Sam, what did you think of that film? Yeah, I really liked it. Sam, what did you think of that film? Yeah, I really liked it. I've never heard him say it's not liked a film. Like, I, I can't think of a time when he said, I, don't, I actively dislike that. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. To be honest, I'm glad it's finishing. Killjoy? No, I think it's it's been stretched out too long now. I think they've taken way, way, way too long to try and wrap this up. The last series felt like an entire series of people just going to places. It sounds any... like a Walking Dead series, really. Yeah, well, there was no real plot development. It was just, they need to be here, we'll have a little bit of a scene, and then we'll make them walk a lot more. But we all know this is because of the business model. Because yeah. HBO... Obviously, knows that they had intentions to wrap it up in 13 episodes. Yeah. And realistically, yeah, 13 episodes should have come up once and we should have had the whole rest of that story. But instead, HBO wrote it down and got to put a future hit, lining up the prequel because they know even if it does bomb eventually, it's it's money in the bag. The first few episodes, people are going to be well into it. So they needed, that, they needed to get all that in place, ready to launch it next year. Mm. in the Game of Thrones slots. So this is why it's all been delayed. Well, funny you should say it, because it break, uh, Battle Call Saul, because it's exactly what happened with Breaking Bad, where they've split the final season into two mm-hmm. and a half seasons. And I know these are going to be, apparently, every episode is apparently going to be movie long, in quotes. Yeah. So I think they said they've, they took the longest cinematic battle ever to film something. There's something like, it took them, what, 30 days to film one fight scene yeah it's supposed to be like one of the biggest battles committed to film generally anyway I think isn't it from what I've heard so I'm kind of looking forward to having this wrap up and I'm kind of looking forward to having some stunning set pieces but I'm actually glad it's going to be over 
Mainly because I can actually buy a Blu-ray box set that's going to have the whole series in rather than having seasons one to four, seasons one to five, mm. seasons one to six, mm. which is what they've been milking for the last ten years. I feel I feel like, for me, I'm looking forward to it, but I, keep, I always get criticised for saying this. The quality of Game of Thrones has not been up to standard the last few years. Season six, season five was tough apart from Hard Home. Season six was a slight improvement. Season seven, like you said, Ryan, was a bit of a drag. Not a lot happened. I think it was a big ask leaving that on... Yeah. leaving that people on that for two years yeah. and we all know this is going to be big set pieces and it's going to be great but I feel like the quality has dropped and it's down to the fat lad George R. R. Martin for not pulling his finger out and getting his foot written kind of he's too busy swimming yeah. in his money that's the thing he's now actually rich <laughs> after spending years writing this gate, this <laughs> series of novels I mean, yeah. and now he's had his fat paycheck from HBO what does he actually have to do yeah I mean like effectively the two producers have had to finish off that book series themselves. Yeah. They took on the projects and they've had to finish it. Well, you mentioned David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. They're writing the final four episodes and they're directing the final episode. Now, that leads me to the structure of the series because I've, I've been talking to Laura about the structure and I very much think that the last episode is actually going to be a crushing disappointment. And the reason why I think this is like the first two episodes are going to be a setup. To a big battle, episode three, uh, episode three and four will be a huge battle of some yeah. sort spread across two episodes. I would assume, and then it's and, going to be the wrap up episode. Yeah, season episode five, I thought will be the aftermath of the battle, and season six will be wrapping up the whole of Game of Thrones. Who gets the Iron Throne? Where ha- what slightly happens in the future? And I think people think that it's going to be like one of the best finales of all time. It's kind of like no, your finale is going to come mid series here. Like it's like the game of it's like the Battle of Breaking Bad thing. The real finale of that was when Hank Schrader found out about yeah. about him, and then the episode with the shootout at the end. The final two episodes were distinctly dull, and not a lot happened. It well, just wrapped the, up all the, the final. Ep- the final two episodes of Breaking Bad were pretty much an epilogue, which is where I think you also say we're going to have the final episode is going to be an epilogue. It's going to be whoever's left and what happens to their characters. I think you kind of need that though. And Game of Thrones does have a history of episode nine out of ten being the big one. Yeah, um, and then ten, often still being good, but it's, it's going to be like a documentary series. Mm. Samuel Tarly went back to the <laughs> Giant Library and retired his years writing but, novels. But you need something like that because people are going to want to know what happened to the characters, and you can't just have like a bit over the credits saying uh, <laughs> like a still well, photo like of each character and a, okay. and a little blur well, having like an Oscars bit with all the yeah. characters that have died through <laughs> with Daenerys <laughs> singing arms of an angel in the background <laughs> I, I would definitely watch that but, uh. I, I, feel, I feel like what would be utterly mind blowing and people will probably disagree with me is if they wrapped it up properly in episode 4 or 5 and then they completely did a Twin Peaks of Return on us and the final episode is just a complete curveball which makes you rethink the whole of what you've just seen for 7, 8 years like well, that would be mind-blowing it's going to be like the last two episodes of Evangelion the anime series <laughs> where it became what's going on inside somebody's head instead of the actual what's going on in the real world suddenly you know, it's an alternate universe high school drama <laughs> yeah, I mean that would blow my mind <laughs> no, the, the whole thing just turns out to be like a really bad fantasy novel written by a teenager uh-huh. <laughs> or a bad D&D campaign I was going to say it's going to be a D&D campaign <laughs> imagine if it was the guys from Critical Role and that was the end of it they just had Critical Role going roll for initiative, oh you're dead that's the end of the game 
I think that it's going to be. I think it's going to be spectacular TV. It is. Yeah. It is the TV event of event of the decade. Let's let's face it. Really, this is. You know, they, <laughs> silence they, from Keith and me. Like they don't watch it, but uh, the, I think, like, we've, as you said, we've had since 2011. So this has been building up across the 2010s. I mean, we're we're mm. going to do our TV of the decade show later in the, late in the year, and let's face it, this is going to be there as the, what probably it's be in the, the, list. the defining show of the decade because of what it has what it has represented, what it means to people, the phenomenon that it is, the, the amount of boobs that have been on TV <laughs> since, it's just it's the just, amount of violence that's been on TV since. I mean, love it, hate it, watch it or don't watch it. You know this show. Everybody know everybody knows of the show. They know characters from the show. They know people who've been in it. Yeah. It's a phenomenon. It's been like the MCU of the TV, basically, yeah, over it, this decade. It's been like it's been the big populist show to watch. Like I can't think I can't think of a finale event as big as this since the finale of Lost, which was huge. <laughs> but like, but, unfortunately, the finale wasn't. That was the yeah, problem yeah. with Lost. What, yeah. scare, what scares me though here? There were, there were many problems with Lost. Let's be honest. <laughs> what scares me here is like the the social media aspect of the finale here. So like when Lost Air, Lost finale aired, I did the social media blackout for the whole day because I didn't want to find out. And that was like what 2010, I think. And it was a lot easier to avoid stuff then. But like now, I feel like this is gonna the 20th of May is it gonna be? It's gonna be one of the hardest days. We already know Twitter is gonna be polarized. Whatever happens, because you can't. Twitter's keep... always polarised. <laughs> yeah, so you're never going to be able to keep that audience happy, whatever the outcome is. It's it's a no-win scenario. If if everybody survives and they all go off and live in happy cloud land, half the audience is going to be peed off. If everybody dies and it dies and it finishes like a Game of Thrones book should, where everybody does die and it's all miserable and grim and dark, yeah. the other half of the audience will go, well, I really like this character and they died and they shouldn't have... Well, what I'm saying though is like it, this is event television. This is like if you don't watch it that first night, you, this will be spoiled for you. Like oh if you God. don't, if you don't see this when it's happened, you're stuffed because you're gonna find out. And I feel like that's quite scary going into this series. Like with so, like before, okay, if you found out something, it kind of stuck. It kind of stuffed you, you know. If you were, yeah. especially if it was like the episode like the nine, red wedding or yeah. Something like, that, yeah. like if it was like the episode nine and stuff like that, you know, you'd be a little bit like, oh, that's disappointing. But I think with this final series, especially since no one knows because there's no, not really any book material here either, that like to get anything spoiled from this series, that's going to be tough on people. And I think people are going. I think a lot of people are going to come to blows about yeah. that. It sounds like George R. Martin wrote the final chapter on the back of a tissue and handed it to <laughs> David Deavy. went, this is what happens. You go away and write the rest of it for me, please, while I jump on my bouncy castle. And give, give me a transcript that I can put into a book uh, after it. I'll change a few of the words. It's fine. It's not plagiarism. It's, it's cool. the lost Hodor novel. <laughs> Just gives Hodor's journey throughout the day. All right. Any predictions then for this final series? Jon Snow's dead. Jon Snow will die properly this time. Okay. That is my big prediction. Jon Snow will die. Daenerys is probably going to die. Peter Dinklage is going to end up on the Iron Throne. Sam? I'm, I'm almost trying not to think too hard about it because I'm going to enjoy having it told for me, but I, you may well be right. I think it's Game of Thrones. They've made him the main character yeah. so much. Yeah. It's going to be Game of Thrones if he dies before he gets to live out his life. Yeah. Who's on the Iron Throne for you, Sam? Um, I'd love, part of me would love it to be Sansa actually I think she's gone she's sort of developed the most 
in terms of uh, sort of starting out very naive and then actually learning how to rule as the show has gone on. And uh, I think she's gone through so much in that as well. It would be great if she actually gets rewarded for it at the end. Guy? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of characters will cop it, to be honest with you. I don't think I don't think Dinklage will make it to the end. I think he'll take a sacrifice. Um, my, my feeling is... Um, I've said this from years ago. I've been saying this for years. Sansa Stark will be on the Iron Throne at the end for definite. There's no way she won't be on the Iron Throne. Uh, but I don't think she'd be the right. She's the the rightful. She will be the rightful heir at that time. Yeah. But I think she'll be like a placeholder ruler for the child of John and Daenerys, who will be the rightful heir to the throne eventually. But she will be a placeholder royal for that until that is the time that they can take over the place. Final thought. Imagine if Cersei is the only one left. Would that be Ace? (laughs) Yeah, that would be quite cool. Keith and Lee would prefer Sean Bean to be on the Iron Throne. Just (laughs) just stick a poke in and just put the head on there. It's fine. (laughs) See, if you were going to ask us for predictions, with the limited knowledge I I have of the show, I'd want the White Walker on the Iron Throne. I mean, I've already given my prediction. It's just going to turn up here, D and D campaign, and George R. R. Martin's going to be on the Iron Throne. It's just going to pull out, and there's a table in front. Of they're going to they're going to kill all the dragons. They're going to remove magic from the world, and it's just going to be they'll what they'll be is they'll, they'll be a whole thing about who's going to run Westeros, and they'll some will vote against, some will vote for, and then some bloke at the front will be going, Whoa, and it'll, it'll, it'll just be yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I, I still hope that the rumours going around online that uh, I hope somewhere some people are still arguing that in season 6 the Captain Stark zombie version will oh, still yes. come up. she's definitely oh. coming she's definitely what's her name Lady uh, uh, Stoneheart yeah Maybe, Lady yeah. Stoneheart's definitely coming she ain't coming it's no. not happening it's I, never happening guess the time that's passed since then she's very much not getting yeah. up anymore <laughs> even if she was stop trying to make Stoneheart happen it's <laughs> not going to happen <laughs> on, on the subject of the White Walkers winning I partly would quite love it if if they did win and the final shot was just them just kind of standing there looking bored and not really knowing <laughs> what to do next <laughs> so we've, we've yeah, we've kind of done everything there. Just because you said there's a big battle coming up as well. Yeah. Uh, in that, have they given out explicit instructions for people running towards large crowds of people with arrows and swords to zigzag rather than ah, running straight on. at them? Uh. Rick on. <laughs> Brilliant. There'll be lots of bending of knees, which I can't do at the minute. So. <laughs> Time to move along. One final question here. Will Jorah Mormont get the girl? No. <laughs> nice guy for life. <laughs> Friend zone. We're watching loads of trailers. Yes, we're watching loads of trailers and we think so. We're watching loads of trailers. Yes, we're watching loads of trailers and we think so. No. Avengers Endgame. No. Shazam. I'm trying to think of films that we're not going to do the trailer talk for. It's time for trailer talk. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. To kick us off, Quentin Tarantino's finally got off his bottom and made a movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. To everyone's sadness. Yes! <laughs> Not to my That's sadness. all you're allowed to say, Guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a lot more to say, but on the opposite end of what Guy has to say. Mainly, Finally, you start off then. Mainly that Tarantino is an overrated hack and I hate all his movies. <laughs> <laughs> Direct all your hatred <laughs> to at the cheap ferret on Twitter. 
fight. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm fine. I will defend this opinion. To the Do you know what? It's going to be really awkward in the car journey on the way home. <laughs> Lee Price versus Guy Halford. <laughs> fight. <laughs> Fatality. Go on then, Lee. Well, I looked at it and I went, oh, well, this is a Tarantino movie, so there's going to be long, pointless monologues that go nowhere. There's probably going to be shots of Margot Robbie's feet for no reason. And it's just going to be a complete waste of time that's going to make me angry if I watched it. So, there we go. <laughs> Keith? Uh, as a trailer, I just didn't think it did anything for me. No. Kind of like, I'd heard about that it was kind of um, building around the Charles Manson murders uh, it's, and stuff. It's completely not put that into the trailer yeah. at all. Yeah, there's a, it's there's gone a, around there's the a little bit of it. And the, the guy who's playing Blue Slee... Um, Came across Bruce really Lee. well, Bruce, Bruce Lee. <laughs> but I just kind of like, meh. It's like, okay. Well, that's, that's the just thing. Like, had nothing in it. A lot of the thing, a lot of my problem with Tarantino movies is it makes me want to watch the better movies that he's inspired by. So seeing Bruce Lee makes me want to watch a Bruce Lee movie yeah. and not his version of it. Yeah. yeah, the fact that you've got kind of like Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio like, is his favourite new toy, isn't mm. it? But it's like, I kind of thought, meh. It just... I was a bit meh about it, really. Mm. Sam? Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore! <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I do like Tarantino's films, um, and I think he's the sort of director who loves films. Um, like, uh, there's some that take a particularly sort of almost academic kind of approach, like Martin Scorsese's in, in a similar sort of vein and I feel like this is Tarantino getting a chance to make a films about the making of films which I think has potential to be quite nice I think he gets he gets put into the lumped into categories as you said Scorsese Kubrick like he's some auteur of a director because he said I'm only ever making 12 films and I think he can be a good director and there's been great films Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs are great films to me no, I really not. like them no. they are great <laughs> films in my opinion they are great yes, films <laughs> but I don't think he is that kind of super director that everybody makes him out to be especially with stuff like The Hateful Eight which was not a great movie in my opinion and Django Unchained was riffing off the previous work as you said mm-hmm. the 70s black exploitation that it didn't actually add anything to the genre mm-hmm. go on then Haters, haters gonna hate. Uh, I, this is my most anticipated film of the year. I cannot wait for this. I've been looking forward to it ever since he announced it. Um, we've spoken about this on the show before. I, I am intrigued and interested in the Charles Manson phenomenon. I can't help but find him interesting because he's a charismatic serial killer <laughs> who didn't kill anybody. Um, I can't wait to see what he does with that source material. So obviously with Inglorious Bastards there was the reworking of the of the Nazi regime. Yeah. And he put his own spin on it. So is he gonna put a spinning on the spin on the Sharon Tate murder? Or I'm very I'm just really interested because the whole Manson thing's fascinating. That whole period in Hollywood is fascinating as it was going through quite a significant change. And that's obviously why he's focusing on that. And also I like the trailer because it doesn't necessarily reveal too much about this film which I think he's trying to keep under wraps because we don't necessarily know what genre he's going with here whereas before he's made it quite clear it's western inspired it's black exploitation inspired it's kung fu inspired 
it's not quite clear here. And I feel like the only reference point here is Pulp Fiction. But I think that's what makes it a bad trailer. I think it was a great I, trailer. I, I think the trailer just missells the whole film completely. I mean, I was utterly disappointed with the poster that they released. That was awful. Previously, it was like, this is not the quality that I would expect from this. I would, I would want a sharper... They could have done that trailer with the same content, but cut in a way... That was much more interesting. Much more interesting. It was just kind of like, meh, here's a few actors, here's a bit of a showy scene. The biggest problem with that trailer is, as you mentioned, it gives you nothing of the plot. That's the best thing about it for me, was it was just kind of like, this this film is about 1969 in Hollywood. This is what this film is. Here's some scenes of 1969 Hollywood, but you don't know what I'm doing with it. But it could still have been done a lot more interestingly. You You could have cut that together... With, with no dialogue, just music, and just some interesting sh- shots. You could have just mm-hmm. done the faces of the actors. You could have, you could have done, done something much more interesting and not given anything away. You could have just done a 1969 trailer with the actors in, and that would have worked perfectly. Yeah, it, was like, it was like the trailer that plays before a Netflix film when you put it on and, and you're waiting to actually play it. It was I, just... I feel I took more away from this than you guys, because I started speculating actually what the movie's going to be like and the style... And I've taken away from this that there's three distinct the, characters here. I think the difference is you've got researched and you've gone into it because you, you this fascinates you. Yeah, from I'm lay, familiar with the from, subject matter. From a layperson, it's kind of like, I can see that, but I think that, again, maybe the trailer doesn't represent what this film's going to be, but I think when it comes out, it's going to be fantastic because I think you're going to get a, a, a love letter. One, I think it's going to be three stories. One, a love letter to Hollywood, focusing on DiCaprio. One, a crime caper with DiCaprio. Brad Pitt probably with DiCaprio and I think the final section is going to be the Manson section I think it's going to be full on horror I think but what, I don't think he wants to show us that yet I think what will happen is when there's a red band trailer for this then it'll be much more interesting because my kids both went where's the violence I mean so this it was is all too thing, happy it was all too happy Yay! this is the thing is could you imagine deep... a Tarantino movie with no violence in because that's what <laughs> yeah. it feels like I mean if you look at the, the actual ba- the, the inspiration from Heinz it is Charles Manson and yeah. Sharon Tate who got murdered while she was pregnant. Yeah. It's brutal what happened. It's it's a horrible situation. And the fact that DiCaprio's character is the, her neighbour is... You know this is going to... It's going to be horrific when we get to the Manson family stuff. But that's why the trailer didn't work for me. Because you've, you've got that very direct link to a historical context that we all know about. And to skirt around that. Mm-hmm. To kind of like go, oh yeah, I'm being clever. It was like, well, you know what it we know, like, we know what this it is. It made based me feel on. like this was the nice guys. But the there were hit- that, that's what that, that was the feel I got from it. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio re- remaking the nice guys. That's all I took away from that trailer. I feel, I feel, I feel like you said though, it's a point of knowing the source material. So I was getting some of the Manson vibe from the, from the material. Obviously, knowing about that, like that summer and the, some of the shots of like the, the girls looking sinister, the, the shot of Manson looking all like happy and kind of like, hey, you know, like because you know. Remember, Manson was kind of trying to get in with Hollywood people and stuff like that. So, you know, there's going to be a bit of portrayal of that. So, I think, I think, I think, it, depending on what you know about it, you take away different things from it. But I, I, it did, maybe wasn't the preview I wanted necessarily, but it, it's given me a slight, it's given me a, a look of the visual element of what to expect, what he's doing with this, and I'm excited for it. Okay, time to move on to a slightly happy movie. Unicorn store. So we got Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson, fresh off Captain Marvel, yeah, in say, some indie Netflix flick. I was going to say the alternate universe Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not seeing the trailer, it's a girl who wants a unicorn. She's a struggling artist. She gets an office job, 
and then she goes into a shop and Samuel L. Jackson says you can have a unicorn but as long as you're happy first I mean that was pretty much it <laughs> yeah it, lo- it looks nice but we've seen all this before Manic Pixie Indie Girl film you yeah. know it's Garden State rewritten here you know I mean Samuel L. Jackson's reused his wig from Kingsman <laughs> it, it was it was Captain Marvel's Magic Emporium yeah yes. really I mean I w- I'll watch it because it's going to be on Netflix Mr. and I'll Samuel watch Jackson's I'll watch stuff penguins. with yeah, I watch stuff with Samuel L. Jackson in. I'm sure it'll be entertaining enough. Yeah, if it you're looks sweet. if you're yeah. looking for that kind of lo-fi indie style thing that just happens to have I'm a just, couple of the Hollywood's biggest names in it. I just want to know how they're going to s- slip in the subtle mother f which they have to do with every single Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> movie now. Maybe they'll just cut it off at some point. Like he'll go and say it, and then just the scene cuts. Maybe it'll turn into a horror film, and like the unicorn will gore people. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson will get pierced with the chest, and he'll go, "Mother." <laughs> when it's revealed that he's a replicant yeah. uh, I mean I love Brie Larson I think she's great I think she's a real personality in Hollywood at the moment she's a breath of fresh air she has a lot of hate online at the moment for mm. some of the things that came out around Captain Marvel I think people think they're idiots she's, she's just saying what she thinks and that's what we want from her. so I think this is going to be good I think it's a bit, a bit of breath of fresh air and it's nice to see someone you know, yeah. it's like a nice happy indie movie that would have been out in cinemas 10, 15 years yeah. ago. It's yeah. the kind of thing that I'd watch starring Zach Braff. Alongside yeah. something like Safety Not Guaranteed or those, those kind of things it, that you do expect to It looks see. like the kind of film that I would watch religiously while I was at university. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's I probably will watch it and I'll probably enjoy it but it pro- I probably won't it probably won't stick with me too it'll be, a, it'll be a film that a group of people will reference endlessly in a mm. university bar and nobody else mm-hmm. will know what they're going on about. Yeah. It may, it's, a, it's a film that makes you want to have a girlfriend like that. A manic pixie indie girl film, that's what it is. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Right, slipping back over to the darker side of stuff, Pet Cemetery. Uh, so we've had 1983 book, the 1989 movie, mm-hmm. and it's out now. It's had very mixed reviews to start off with. Some people are saying it's not very good, some people are saying it's dull. Yeah. From the trailer, I wasn't impressed at all, and I think the 1989 version still stands up better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as familiar with Pet Cemetery as I am with some of the. Stephen King works, but um, I watched that trailer and I thought it was a very generic-looking horror movie against that backdrop. Yeah. So I like the original film. It's one of the better Stephen King adaptations. Plus, it's also got a banging Ramones title song, which is awesome. Uh, From the trailer, all I could think of was, who got to make the cats dirty? (laughs) <laughs> it's like that must have been a horrible job to scruffy up those cats that was a huge discussion online loads of people going like how much were they getting paid it's like what the heck that's got to be I mean it looked it, it's, it's like it was like oh look it's the dude from Terminator, Terminator Salvation who isn't Christian Bale that nobody <laughs> likes I mean it looked it looked okay I probably mm. wouldn't go out of my way to watch it I will probably see it at some point mm. later on just to see how it compares to the original I think it feels like a very much a DVD Maybe a Blu-ray, maybe a rental. Yeah. I think if you were, I think if I was if I was twenty, thirty years younger, and it was Friday night after the pub, and it was on, I'd probably go and see it. And so if, I think if you're in your kind of twenties and stuff, and you were looking for some Friday night action, yeah, I'd... <laughs> 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 with cats <laughs> in the cemetery. You know, that put me up with kids at Friday night action. I'm just thinking about Keith's childhood now. Yeah. Yeah. Cemeteries and Friday night action are very associated. Yeah. Dirty cats. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said cats there. <laughs> I, I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I 
will confess I haven't actually seen the previous well, you film. You own a Sydney uh, World Unlimited card, so that I think also it, helps. Yeah, there is so, no, yeah, there is no, no reason not to watch it. There is yeah. no expensive reason for you not to watch it. No. <laughs> um, I couldn't, I couldn't be any less interested in this film. I think it looks yeah. like a trash. I feel like the, it was a success, and they were like, mm, "What about books? Has he done? What can we do? Mm, mm. We can't do The Shining because that's really popular. Let's do this one." That, uh, is, that is kind of what it feels like. It does yeah. feel like it was successful. Let's do another well, one. Stephen King said this is the only book that is written that's ever actually scared him. Oh yeah, uh, and the book is miles, miles darker than. Mm either this film looks or even mm. the 89 movies and it's mm. kind of it's one of those films one of those books that's actually properly unfilmable I think is it not actually about a pet cemetery though oh it's about if you've never well it's no spoilers here <laughs> right so pet there's a pet cemetery which is in the woods which is host which has an evil spiritual connotation I think it's Indian burial ground as the usual mm-hmm. reversion and basically if your pet gets buried there there's a likelihood your pet is going to dig its way out and come back and say oh look Mr Fluffles where have you been I thought we buried you and somebody's child gets run over and they know about this cemetery and then they pick their child there uh, in yawn, yawn and yawn. then it's the child comes back but not as you'd expect you've lost me yeah. It's a very, very scary book. It's a book that you don't want to read at night on your own. All right. But yeah, not very interesting. Happier Things, another film that's also out now. Missing Link. Keith, I'm just going to hand over to you because it's Leica. So. Yeah, stop motion, Leica, Hugh Jackman, I'm sold. Zach Galifianakis as a yeah. giant ginger ape. Yeah, I've, con- I've connected already with the lead character. Um yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with a like a movie. It's gonna have content. It's gonna have subtext. It's gonna have beautiful animation. It's gonna have very good voice work. Um, and I'm, like, I haven't put a foot wrong so yeah. far with all of their films that they've done. Um, it looks like it's only screening in early screenings because it's gonna get lumped into that. Oh, it's an Easter animated weekend. movie. It's mm. for kids. Nobody over the age of seven is going to want to watch it. Mm. So I think, except for Keith, who's bought repeat tickets. If, yeah, <laughs> if you want, if you want to go. Um, make a point of trying to get to one of the screenings because I think it's going to be one of those films that I don't think it will appeal genu- genuinely appeal to the audience it's being targeted at because it's not it ain't going to be a traditional kids movie in the sense of a you know secret life of pets 29 or whatever it is yeah I, uh, I completely agree about like uh, I think we had this discussion last time I was on this show Cubo <laughs> um, uh, and the Two Strings was one of my favourite films of the last sort of decade I'd say it's, um, I love everything they've done um, I do think they've actually picked this one at a lower target lower age target audience than they normally do um, but yeah com- uh, completely the same I'm really looking forward to this yeah I think I think probably what they've done with this one is, is pitched it a little bit more of the kind of Aardman yeah. Yeah. story type so it's yeah. kind of pitching at that kind of level I think. well it, it feels very much like this could be a Pixar story line the way they've done it which is basically reuniting the missing link with his long lost family from the other side of the world so yeah. I could imagine a Disney movie of this thing mm. and I think that's where Laika might succeed because they've, they've never really had the box office success they deserve yeah. they've done some great films and I don't think they get enough separation yeah. out of the Disney Pixar bundle. I'm sure there'll be some subversion of the traditional saccharine kind of message thing that gets in there because yeah. all of their films have got some emotional gut punch at some point in them yeah. um, that where a character realises 
Well, I did like profound. the bit where it's basically like saying, uh, says the magic words and what. It's like, so what does that mean in your language? Go away. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Shangri-La basically, isn't it? Yeah. So I, th- I think it's a solid trailer. Um, next one along, Jim Jarmusch is doing a zombie movie. So my reaction to this when it first started was like, oh, it's a zombie movie. I'm checked out of this already. And then Bill Murray showed up and I'm like, <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> now you have my attention. And then by the end of the trailer, I'm like, I need to see this film. I'm <laughs> loving Adam Driver. He's not getting enough work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you could give me a small fragment of Adam Driver in a movie over an entire movie featuring everybody's favourite plank of wood, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Because <laughs> Driver has got, he's got personality, he's got charisma. serious acting chops, he can do comedy, his charisma, you want to watch him, he's an interesting guy. And him being in that, I mean, coming off Black Klansman, yeah. where he played a, a fantastic role, this again seems to be fitting into that kind of slightly quirky, comedic Maybe thing that he's going cast. for. I mean, Iggy Pop's appearance yeah. in the trailer is yeah. one of the best appearances <laughs> I of mean, Iggy Pop. Was Iggy Pop just playing Iggy Pop there? <laughs> Iggy Pop just woke up and they just play him in, basically. But, uh, Tilda Swinton as well looks fantastic. It's it, the, so. What I like about it is the fact that it's like, are we now into a Jim Jarmusch monster trilogy? Because he did... Um, the vampire flick with yeah. Tom Hilston and, and Tilda a few years ago. So yeah. it's like, okay, what's, so what's next? A werewolf movie. Yeah, oh god, a Jim Jarmusch werewolf movie would be fantastic. I mean, oh, Tom Waits is in this as well. <laughs> like, that's fantastic. Like, it is like the best cast ever for a zombie mm. film. I mean, Riz is in it as well. Yeah. And the poster's awesome with all these names on. People are looking at that going, because they released this trailer on April 1st. So yeah. a lot of people are going, this has got to be a joke. This is a bit like Dundee um, yeah. last year with all this kind of like big cast of people going, is this really a movie? Jim Jarmusch and it's got all these people in? <laughs> but I'm so pleased it's a genuine actual flick. Uh, yeah. I think from the very start of that trailer you get the, the comedy thread feeding yeah. straight in. I mean, it, it just made me happy to watch this trailer because even though the subject matter is not a traditional comedy film mm. thing, it, it just made you feel happy. It was like a... It was a fun trailer to watch. I feel that though, when's it out? October? No, it's sooner than that. I think it's um, June, July. Actually, I feel, I feel that like now this has emerged. Zombieland Two has got a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's going to work because there's been such a gap between that. Are they going to just pretend it's been ten minutes? Because the daughter in it's grown up. Well, I, th- I think if they do, if they do that, they've got to embrace the fact that an a- that actual amount of time has passed. Yeah. Uh, and it's the repercussions of it. It's actually coming out on the 14th of June. So Yeah, I thought it was pretty soon. popcorn flick movie. Mm-hmm. Go support Jim Jarmusch, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, shall we go back to the dark movies then? Brightburn. Right, so this has been plugged quite a lot with Ryan Gunn's name being attached to it. James. Gunn. James yeah. Gunn. James Gunn. <laughs> James Gunn. Um, One of the guns. Mini Bob Gunn. Gunn. <laughs> Mini Gunn. You know... <laughs> It's a non-Marvel, non-DC superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, I think Chronicles probably already covered this kind of it, it's subject matter It's basically, what if Superman was bad? Mm. It felt so much like this is a Black Mirror episode that's been spat out <laughs> into a movie. Yeah, see, like at the beginning, I thought, this sounds like a really interesting concept. And then the very last shot of that trailer where he's like, he just rushes at that woman. I was just like, oh, it's a generic modern horror movie. Or at least from that from that perspective yeah. Yeah. going into it not knowing what it was so. well, I think as you said Chronicle did it much better 
I think there's actual some decent plot in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one just looks like, yeah, he's a nasty little boy. I think and only ra- his mommy really likes him. I think I'd rather watch a turd float in a toilet bowl than this, <laughs> to be honest with you. This looks like a stinker. I mean, they've tried to make it look like it's a properly scary film. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be one of those films that thinks it's really scary and terrifying until people watch it and then mm-hmm. laugh. It's like, it's like they've gone... Marvel's too happy. Also, the title. The DC Extended Universe isn't dark enough for you. <laughs> We've got the superhero for you. You're so you're so dark and gritty. You wear sunglasses in the house in the dark. Doesn't like Brightburn as well sound like almost like during in Bells of Light like Bright House? You know where you put Brightburn. The, 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 you put the deposit down. Like Turns out he's a uh, he's actually an alien rabbit from another planet. <laughs> Uh, I'm not impressed, no. and I I will not be spending my dollar pounds to go. It could it could be okay. It could be okay, but yeah. right, this should be a happy film, but it's not. Aladdin. Right. So my main takeaway from this is <laughs> there's several pages of notes on Aladdin here. Me is flicking through his, his right. So my main, my main thing from Aladdin, the one positive thing is that I get the sense that we're getting another Will Smith rap theme song. And I've missed those. <laughs> Otherwise, this film looks utterly pointless. <laughs> will Smith will never, ever, ever, Disney, you're listening, ever replace Robin Williams in that role. Mm. Yeah, but but like, no one will. Yeah. But when like Will Smith is coming out of the trailer, the best thing this time, as opposed to last time, like he's just, like yeah. he doesn't seem great in it, but he seemed like he was the best thing in the trailer, which I is know. like... And that's bad. That's mm. bad. I, I do feel a lot better about the film having seen the trailer uh, after I saw the teaser trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know that version of a whole new world really annoyed me. Well, it wasn't great, but I mean, I saw the teaser and yeah. by the end of it was sort of thinking, oh no, yes. oh dear. I want to know why they edited in all those Assassin's Creed clips, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the many Tobias Funke get arrested development jokes have been made to death and I'm not going mm. to contribute to them. <laughs> but if you've not looked at them, have a look online. I feel like with this, Disney have made a real error. Um, it's not, it's not, it doesn't look great. And also, I'm kind of annoyed about it because, like, they, I think. This is going to kill their live action movies thing, and I think they've jeopardized the success of that the Lion King is going to be. I was hoping for the Bambi one, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the Lion King had the potential to be one of the biggest hits of the year. It probably still will be, but I think people are going to see this and they're going to be scared of the live action remakes, and I think that's going to really jeopardize business for the Lion King. And they should have changed those around and released the Lion King first and then shoved this off to the arse end of summer, really, because I think that. This is a disaster. It looks like a disaster. Was Lion King? I actually genuinely think John Favreau, Jungle Book was great. There's yeah, probably a big success there, and they should have thought about what order they put these in. When they when they saw Will Smith as the I genie mean, and Simba as like little Simba, they should have been like, hmm. I mean, even the Beast, which wasn't a great commercial success, works. Yeah. This doesn't. But at least Aladdin can translate into a live action remake with actual real people who are actors, unlike the Lion King. Live CGI action. I think it's going to be a massive hit for Disney, for me. It's redundant because I have no objections to watching cartoons. I do not believe or subscribe to the idea that cartoons are only for children. It's like I can quite happily watch 
uh, Aladdin in cartoon form with the superior Robin Williams doing his shtick. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. I love Aladdin, the original uh, sort of film that I grew up with, um, and like you, I will happily watch it again anytime. But um, I think, given that Disney have dis- clearly decided they are remaking their films, whether we like it or not, kind of thing, if you're going to do a live action version of Aladdin, the new trailer does make it look like it's what it's supposed to be it should mm. be very vibrant and colourful and um, I've noticed I've not picked some of their other movies of historical <laughs> note to remake into live action movies Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs I don't think would go that's happening what? it's happening what? it's happening <sighs> there no. has been I know it wasn't Disney no. but there was also Snow White and the Huntsman so presumably they didn't want to do yeah. anything too close to that Stop Disney! Stop! Stop what you're doing! I'm looking forward to the live-action remake of the Aristocats. Totally not bored for that. American Tale Five or Goes West, which I know isn't Disney, but that would work as a live-action remake. I was gonna, uh, for my record, still day DJ set. DJ, everybody wants to be a cat, but I had to think about that carefully. <laughs> Shall we talk about the other character that's jumped from cartoon form to live-action, which was done better by college humour, Dora? The new Nickelodeon movie coming out. Oh god, this is this is <laughs> this was found this creepy. Man. I said the college humor, mm. April Fool's gag that they did with Ariel Winter and a real monkey. <laughs> so they could have got a real acting monkey for less money. It's Marcel from Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I checked out the door of the Explorer um, trailer purely because it had no reference to Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> Sorry, it's not Dora the Explorer that, that without Swiper. That was my main takeaway. Yeah. Well. Like, there needs to be a, a Backpack box does not speak. This, this is mm. not our Dora. Well, there was, there was actually a comment I saw on the trailer, which was the main thing I took away from it, which was, what next, a Blue's Clues tr- crime drama? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Detective Pikachu? <laughs> I didn't really find it creepy though. They made it like a love interest and stuff like that. It's kind of like this, this is weird. Like, yeah. and I think she's going to get it on with a cousin. Hot, hot Diego. Yeah, like what is this it about? Is quite, it is kind of odd that they've aged up the character, mm, considering yeah. that she's supposed to be a child and now she's a teenager, and it's just. It, or, sorry, carry on. It, it seems like they're trying to make it very Tomb Raidery as well, which is not yeah, what I've yeah. heard of from yeah. the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It did kind of remind me of a kind of. Robert Rodriguez spy kids kind mm, of film yeah. but as I said watch the college humour Ariel Wood sketch because that is all you need you do not need a Dora the Explorer movie <laughs> that, that covered that entire base completely I think it's it a, was done a hard sell for kind of outside of the US as well yeah because mm. it was kind of it was kind of a, a kind of lo-fi kind of yes. show it's not it's not Peppa Pig big in this country. Mm. Oh god, oh don't god. give them ideas. <laughs> the Peppa Pig live action movie. <laughs> yeah, that'd be ace. Um, the only thing that was de- anything decent that matched trailer was Michael Pena, who was just making some weird noises. I would quite happily just watch Michael Pena sit in front of a camera for an hour and a half. Just I'd, doing I'd weird like things. him to just do a piece where he explains the previous Dora the Explorer's cartoon series is to you. I, I forgot Eva Longoria was a thing until yeah. this trailer. It's like, oh, it's her from Desperate Housewives. When did that finish? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that this is literally, I think, a feel if you get desperate over the summer holidays and you have seen every Marvel film or DC film that's <laughs> I, I out. I think this is more for frustrated parents. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, as you've said, Kai, it's it's the last dregs of the summer. Yeah. Two more films to go. Well, three. Three films to go. Lucy in the Sky, Natalie Portman, Spacey Space. 
it's been billed as a sci-fi movie. I'm not sure I took that away from it, to be honest. Like, I... When that trailer finished, I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? But in a way that I kind of want to see it. <laughs> it felt yeah. very first man, mm. but with the actual acting in it. Mm. <laughs> let, let, let's play an exciting game of what did Guy take away from the trailer? Matty Foreman. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> think outside I, the box. I know the answer to this, I think. Come on. We've spoke about this many a time on the show. What would I have taken away from that trailer? Come on. I'm at a loss. Yeah. Somebody Sam, in reveal. It's going to be John Ham. John Ham. Oh, that, space Ham. Oh, John Ham. That that man. Oh, John Ham. I, I, as long as he's got more to do yeah. than he has in any of the films he's been into up to date. Because I recently mm-hmm. watched um, Bad Times at the El Royale. He's in it for like five years. He wasn't in it for a long time. He's in it. Like that film, that film for me was like, honestly, I sat there with full on wood because it's got Jeff Bridges, Chris Hemsworth and John Hamm. I was just like, oh my God. I think the problem with this one is, is it kind of borders on the kind of same thing we had with Annihilation. And I can't see it doing so particularly well it, at the yeah, box it office. Like Annihilation reversed in space. Yeah, I kind of think, I, I, I certainly want to watch this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's not going to be something that I'm going to be able to get to really easy. So I think it's going to be a quick one week. You, you'll be a few screenings at select mm-hmm. cinemas, and, and then it will disappear. But I, I'd like I'd like to catch it. I feel I feel like it like it's almost like nowhere all to go. Like oh like you might have seen Fargo, but like I do this other show called Legion. So if you kind of like this film and you like the style, like watch my show Legion because it's kind of like the same style, which yeah, I'm but... totally on board with. But it looked it looked like Legion without Dan Stevens. Yeah, but I mean I'm totally on board for that. But I think I think that's what puts it out of the reach of a mainstream audience because it's going to be it's going to be a little bit too too full on. For, for a mainstream so audience Dan Stevens is definitely in it yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, kind of like, in it's a kind of yeah friend favourite <laughs> film cheers yeah, Dan I, I, I like the look of it I, yeah. re- I do like Legion uh, I love Fargo so I'm totally on board with Noah Hawley I'm glad he's made a good yeah. film because I feel like he's got a very good vision and he's, 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 got, he's, <laughs> he's been doing it on, in, in TV for years at a very cinematic look yeah. everything he's produced on TV oh, that so, first yeah. episode of Legion is one of the most beautiful episodes oh, yeah. yeah but I mean like even like when you, when you, like with Legion obviously there's a lot of surreal and, but then when you look at Fargo with like the, la- yeah. the landscapes you know, the landscapes and UFOs and all the rest yeah, of it yeah exactly so like the way Fargo looks as beautiful so I think that this is going to translate yeah into something quite spectacular but what, what the hell is it about mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, what, was, what was that all about like, I have no idea what but, de- but that's why that trailer works so well she went it, to space she comes back and but, something's not right yeah. but that, that's how it works so much better than the Quentin Tarantino one in terms of this was a well made trailer <laughs> yeah because I, I would agree with that one it, yeah. like I said like, it left me wondering what the hell was going on yeah. but I it, wanted to see it yeah. to find out what was going it's on it's like they could have had the Starship Troopers would you like to know more message at yeah. the end of it and I would have been on for that <laughs> yeah. I would have wrote that number um, time for our penultimate trailer the film that didn't need to exist Toy Story 4 yeah, uh, mm, I don't know about this. I, I, again, this is this is what we've discussed with the couple of trailers now. Tarantino not giving away too much. Lucy and Scott tra- uh, Diamonds trailer didn't give away that much. Like again, this trailer for Toy Story Four 
doesn't necessarily give away that much about. I don't fully understand still what the plot of Toy Story Four is. Girl makes a spoon. Girl has a plastic spoon. Puts a face on it. Woody goes missing again. Bo Peep's in an antique shop, and there's some Jimmy Carr looking ventriloquist dummy shows. I don't fully know what the plot of this Toy I, Story is. I did is. quite like the whole Goosebumps ventriloquist dummy <laughs> thing yeah. that I had in there. That was kind of cool. I, I, I think it's a bold move for Pixar to take Toy Story into horror direction. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you gather those actors together with those characters and introduce Key and Peele. It's like, okay, I'm I mean, wrong. Yeah. For me, Toy Story 3 perfectly ended that series. Mm-hmm. It was a brilliant place to leave it. You all got the emotional disconnection. It was a beautiful thing. The new the new life is gone for what... Um, Woody and Buzz, we're very happy that this was left at this point. Everybody's everybody's smiling. Didn't need a fourth film. That was my main thing, was that I did get a sense of like the different storylines, but it felt like there's a whole bunch of storylines that don't really fit together. Yeah. Um, and it feels like a film that's trying to find a purpose. It feels like this was a Disney TV series that they mm. decided to scale up to a film. Well, but this has been in work in the works for years, and they always said it's like a love story between Woody and Bo, and then Rashida Jones was involved at one point. So I don't know what elements of their script remains. It's interesting the stuff about the sport. Tony Hale is, I think, it's a good choice for that voice because he's chaotic anyway. Um, but I think I'm intrigued. I like, I think three was a perfect ending. But I don't feel that Pixar would have made it if there wasn't some kind of sentimental story to that. Because they know how much all these characters... Well, Pixar wouldn't have made it unless there was giant bags of money okay. waiting for them to be grabbed. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but that's technically why anyone makes any films. I would have loved it if they'd done another Toy Story film without Woody and Buzz. But then we wouldn't generation. be Toy Story then. Well, no, it, the premise is perfectly fine to do with somebody else with different characters. But I, I feel that like there must have been a there must have been a legitimate reason for to pull it out again. Okay, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to rephrase that. Do you know what? I'm, I'm staying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking least, with it. At least you didn't work Woody into that sentence. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Um, I think that they have reignited the franchise. There must have been a reason. There's something must have been about this script and this story. There must be something in there they know that is going to f- language pull at the heartstrings. Uh, the uh, I like people. it. This is the one review where you decide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though there's a there's a re- there's a reason why I think they've done it. That they think this is going to there's going to be something in it that people are going to walk out and think that really touched me. I don't think that <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I think you, they would have. You're done... the one saying these phrases, guys. I don't think they would have done it without <laughs> it. I, I think you're right. I think they they know that Toy Story is their big franchise. Um, they're not going to make a new one unless they think it stands up to the other three. And the sack falls of money. Well, yeah, but <laughs> um, I'm, I'm it, not impressed. I I I would have been happy for three to be the finish. That's I, my final word on it. I would have been happy with that as well, but I'm willing to watch the fourth. As long as it's not full of kids. I mean, Key and Peele <laughs> might bring some of the franchise, but mm. we'll see. Final film then. Joaquin, 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 whatever version of these names is going to be with this week. Joker. I'm going to jump in first on that. Yes. Because when I, saw, when I watched it, I thought, that's cool. I like the way it was put together. I like the performance that we were getting from Joaquin. 
and it looked kind of cool and then afterwards I went that's pointless because the Joker without Batman isn't the Joker the two, they're two sides of the same coin so to have one without the other is, is redundant for me as a, as a fan of the comics and the characters that uh, I, I liked so it looked a good if it wasn't called Joker fantastic because it looked great but I'm not sure I'm on board for it being a Joker Joker movie I think it's a very very dangerous game they're playing to give the Joker an origin story that is the whole central part the character of the Joker the Joker comes from nowhere we know nothing about him he's a foil to Batman he is the anarchy where Batman's trying to organise chaos to give him a backstory to make him a sympathetic character I think is a very dangerous game they're playing and the trailer looks stunning but the trailer isn't the whole film and I, I, I really worry for this I thought this was one of the best trailers I've ever seen. I thought the way it was put together, the music, the just everything about it. I was so I had no interest in this whatsoever. I had I didn't give a damn. I thought it was stupid, and I love Joaquin Phoenix. I just thought this whole thing was stupid. I've written DC off. I've pushed him under the carpet. I thought it was bizarre that they were doing this. I didn't understand how it fits. But then when I saw his trailer, I was just like, that looks like a stunning film. Because it doesn't look like a comic book film. It looks like a character study. It looks like Taxi Driver. Yeah, I thought that. It looks like some kind of psychological thriller. It looks like just, like you said, a character study of someone just going, falling into madness. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, do we need it if we've already got films like Taxi Driver? And there's already tons of films like it. Yeah, it's, tre- it's treading a dangerous line to give people an idol who is is a is the epitome of of what could be considered to be that toxic masculinity mm-hmm. kind of of, of vibe because he's a he's an abuser he's a terrible terrible person he does terrible things you know if you pull in his history with somebody like Harley it's like he's a vile vile piece I mean, of if work you look stuff like the killing joke which seems to have influenced this from the style aspect a little bit I think they go into some very dark places. Yeah. I think you guys are looking at this trailer completely different. They haven't made a comic book movie here. It's it's a, like Lisa. It's a mm-hmm. psychological dark thriller. But then it's about why, mental health. why attach the name Joker to it? Why, why not? Be, but it's pointless. But, if you attach something to it, if you you said you said okay, I'm going to make Game of Thrones, and it's going to be about two Chelsea fun-loving kids who <laughs> like drive around all the time, and have got they've got two mates who are called Dragon and Egg or something. You go, what's the point of that? Toilet company. <laughs> it's, you don't associate a pro- don't associate your your property with something else if you're not going to service I, that. I property. think that is the risk is taking a character who's got no backstory but has a wealth of literature about him already. That is that is where I'm thinking of. I mean, I've already seen people write online. Is is this going to be the better version of Heath Ledger's Joker? And people are like basing quite a lot of articles just on this single trailer. I mean, it is a great trailer. I do not disagree, disagree with it. it's a great trailer. But for people to say Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is as good as or better than Heath Ledger's Joker just from this trailer is frankly a push. Oh. And to be honest, both of them still pale in comparison to Cesar Romero's original Joker. But the thing that, that both Heath Ledger and Cesar Romero had is they had Batman. Yeah. So they had a foil. This is just some crazy dude who w- was a children's entertainer getting kicked in the nuts in an alleyway deciding he's then going to slash people up. But you guys are wanting the Batman thing. For me, I've kind of I've gotten so sick of Batman over the last few years because of DC's fumbles. DC have stuffed up DC films, so I don't care. Since Batman will be in this movie. They're already kind of 
I want that out with the Arthur Fleck character name. Well, Chris, Batman is going to turn up at some point in this well, film. Chris Nolan. With Chris, this to me, this felt like I really enjoyed the Chris Nolan films. I like the Tim Burton films. Like that is Batman I like. But DC have ruined the whole of that for me the last few years because they've made a series of fumbles. But I feel like this is kind of them going back to the people who've been like, look, we've made some errors. We know a lot of you have lost faith in Batman as a concept, but what we're going to do here is we're going to do something a little different. For you people who like the darker Chris Nolan stuff, we're going to try and get you back on board with this stuff. And then we can have the silly cartoonish kids DC nonsense we put out every summer. But this is going to be for something a bit darker than Batman stuff, and we'll see how this goes. And if it's a success, we may do a few series of films. But it's I'm like, totally but on board. Like going, oh, we're, like you didn't like the heroes, so we're going to give you a villain to but like. But DC stupid now. The DC films are stupid, and this is this is D, this is Warner Brothers poisoning up and oh. realizing they need to save their. I, franchise. I think I think it's it's dangerous play. It's dangerous play presenting you these these, and he's not even an anti-hero. He's not like a Wolverine or to some extent a Venom, who has some sense of of redemption in their character art. This is. He, there's no redemption to this character. The Joker is not a character the, the who Joker ends up doing good things. The Joker is a representation of anarchy and yeah. of violence and of hatred, and he is the foil to Batman striving for good. Even though he's a dark person, the Joker is the actual opposite. He starts from a good point and goes into darkness. I think, like you know, we sort of mentioning about the Chris Nolan things, though. I think that that was a better way of handling the Joker's origin yeah. because, like, it's just the Joker telling you. This is where I came from, but there's that sense of like, this is all crap. Yeah, made, I made yeah. it all up. Yeah, and think, every single story is different. Yeah, exactly. So. And I think that that's the only real way you can work with that character for an origin story. Like you said, it's just not really the character at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a whole dangerous thing when you're presenting somebody. If you're weak and get picked on, the only way to 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 deal with that <laughs> is to be worse than the people who are kicking you in the nuts. Yeah. The fact that the only way to come back it's at that. It's, it's, that's why for me, I'm 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 attracted to people like Steve Rogers. He sticks up to bullies, but he doesn't Ooh. stick up to bullies by being as bad as they are. Oh, he no. would like go, you keep punching me, I'm going to be here all day. Not, I'm going to slash you up. I mean, for me, it's it's not it's not about the comic book origins of the Joker. I think for me, while this while this this looks so great, it's because I'm getting a bit bored of Marvel now. I'm not 100% excited for Endgame. I'm a little bit fed up of Marvel now. I can't be bothered with DC. I feel like superhero movies are trying to be too glossy, too fun. And this just came along. It was kind of like, actually, it's a bit of breath of fresh air. But it looks still good. brings us back to that the point of if you if you're not going to embrace the comic bookness, why do it? Why not just create a character who goes through that character art? You could have had some bloke that dresses up like a clown doing bad things to take revenge on you, people that did things. You could make this the taxi driver death wish of clown people. Well, you could have done this as a DC Comics movie and not even had to refer to it as the Joker and people would have still gone to watch yeah. it. I'm not, I mean, aside from that, okay, I do agree, maybe this is still kind of a bit pointless, but in terms of, of a trailer and the way that was put together, oh, it, it, it yeah, got it me brilliant. very excited. It was a masterful trailer. And right? I, wasn't, was I wasn't even thinking about this as a concept. of a, But when I actually saw that trailer, I actually thought about it. I love Joaquin Phoenix. I feel like he's one of the finest actors of his generation. The work he's done over the past decade has been superb. And if you look at the master 
I feel if he puts the same performance mm. in here that he did in the Master, it's going to be superb. Martin Scorsese is on board as a producer. I don't think Sports Scorsese would attach his name to a piece of trash. Well, you've got De Niro in there as well. Exactly. Which I'm so, hoping yeah. he's just a re- uh, he's playing the same he's character as in The King of Comedy. <laughs> I, think, I think you'll find um, he's going to be Alfred. <laughs> I feel like people aren't going to go into this, though, wanting this to be a world, a Batman thing. I think they're just going to go into this knowing it's just a dark, dark take on a character we know. If it's a one-off thing then I think it's going to be a success regardless. If it's a one-off, it's a one-off. If it launches something a bit different for DC, then good, because DC need a solid kick up the arse. They need something darker. And if this, the, if this is the film that has to launch a darker DC world and darker DC films, then I'm afraid it's got to be joke that kicks it off. This has got to be the film that kicks off something different for people. Because think- people like me... Who had to go and watch a fish, an octopus playing drums? I can't, I can't be dealing with that, with that, with this, this DC. And I liked Batman growing up, and I need Batman to be back to you being want, Batman. You want, you want the DC universe to basically exist in the same universe as Suspira and Mother. I need DC. <laughs> the Joker goes to the house in which um, Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence are living. He's, he's their son. He's the son of the people from Mother. I need DC not to look like an episode of Sesame Street. Sam, what do you think about this trailer? I, I think it looks good. I completely do see where you're coming from. Um, I, I think the answer to the question why attach the name Joker to it, though, is because it's going to make more people go and watch it. Mm. And if it gets box office success as well as critical success, then that's going to uh, lead to more films of that ilk where they're actually putting the effort into getting the story and the character right rather than going purely for the spectacle it might actually drive comic book films in the right direction when, even if you don't sort of even if you don't want to consider it canon maybe and you, you know comic, comic books always have different universes and stuff you can just say if you don't like it I prefer this Joker and that's fine Whatever happens is going to be better than Jared Leto's version. I think we all agree. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this week's Geeky Room Show. Sam, where can we find you online if people want to see your blog or Twitter or stuff? Um, I can't even remember now. It's been, <laughs> I hardly ever go on Twitter you anymore. Your Osc- you do your uh, Oscar predictions once a I year. do, yes. Uh, so it's... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um... E hyphen I hyphen A at Weebly dot com, I think. Um so Splat, st- Richard Splat at Splatnet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Twitter. I think it's Sam S uh, Edward something. I th- I think Twitter's probably Dragon Sam. Or something along those lines, maybe Dragon Sam eighty nine. And ladies, if you like the tone of this man's voice, you can <laughs> find him on Tinder and other dating sites. <laughs> He's single and ready to mingle. This is also true. <laughs> <laughs> it, we we couldn't or field any information if you want to know about Sam. But let, let Geeky Brimmy be your introducer here. <laughs> Just send us a message at Geeky Brimmy and we'll if if you feel reasonable, we'll pass you on. It's, it's a new business opportunity. Give <laughs> you me data. It's like, it's like this old, like, what is it, like, sex chats? I've had like, house party! <laughs> you, if you're young and looking to mingle. Ring this number now. 0808. <laughs> Lee, where can we find you online? You can find me on YouTube at Bob the Pet Ferret, and you can find me on Twitter at The Cheap Ferret. Mr. Bloomfield? Um, initially you'll find me at home 
uh, <laughs> practicing the melodies to songs so I actually know what they sound like <laughs> and working on uh, decent lyrics Are you for the, the Omnicord back? Uh, and soon perhaps when I haven't got to drag it around for ages <laughs> that's cool we're missing the Omnicord yeah I should do that we're then I could just play the Omnicord we had a no, Christmas Omnicord Christmas. special and that yeah. was the last time yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you're interested in my demented ravings on Twitter, you can find them at hardlook underscore hotel. Uh, photographs of things around Birmingham on my Instagram, which is the same without the underscore. And online, just search hardlook hotel. And if it's not um, Count Ducula, it's probably me. Guy, where can we find you? Uh, if you listen to this at 12 o'clock today, you get your ass down to the discary as it's record store day, and I'm DJing. Until 6pm. Yeah, but if it's not, then you missed it and you're stuffed. Uh, you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at, at Guy underscore Halford on Twitter and Vinyl Guy H on Instagram, where you can see what I bought from record store more than likely. All of, all of Guy's opinions are his own and do not reflect. <laughs> <laughs> Liars. <laughs> and where can we find your mixed cloud? When the next time you see you're going to ever do a Curiosity Crate. Yeah, mixcloud.com slash Curiosity Crate if I ever pull my finger out again. Wonder. And you can find me. Go on then, I missed find, it last find, week. Find you uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, back in a couple of weeks' time. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, but back early in the morning enough to make breakfast. <laughs> I thought you'd have done something about the knee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that's just pathetic, isn't it, really? So just, I don't want to lavish him with attention so he feels like he's loved, like, oh, my knee, oh, my grandma knee. Well, you can actually find us in a couple of weeks because we're actually having an Easter break next week. We're going to be stuffing our faces with chocolate. Well, if we're yeah. doing something else next week. Well, that's after our Batman screening, yes. which you can check out yes. on the Geeky Brew blog. I'd rather go watch Joker. <laughs> It's the classic Batman 1966 movie where you can find the best version of the Joker, which is Cesar Romero. What, you? <laughs> no, I'm the Riddler. And the best version of Catwoman. Which version? It's, it? it's Lee Merriweather, isn't it's it? It's Lee Merriweather, yeah. yeah. Keep on sitting on the back row then. <laughs> Meow. I can't remember if it was yeah. Eartha Kitt. Oh, it's not, I don't think it's Eartha Kitt in the, um, the movie. No, I think it's Lee Merriweather. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's a great film, and come down. Have some fun. Less than six pounds a ticket. Less than six. Yes. Pounds. Less than six. Less pounds than six pounds. pounds. In this pounds day and age, that's an absolute fee. bargain. Yep. It's on Eventbrite. Go and check it out. So yep. that's, that's the kind of money you'd find down the back of your settee. <laughs> you can find all the details on geekybrummy.com, I believe. Yes. yes. And probably on one of the many, many tweets that will be going out. Oh yeah. <laughs> but for me, you can find me at Ryan Parrish, at Brummy Gorman for the foodie stuff, and you can find us all at geekybrummy.com, at geekybrummy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube and all other associated services. But for now, goodbye. Bye. Bye, Bye Granny. Why so serious? <laughs>